This is the Nexus Special, episode 56, made by Google Event 2017, on October 5th, 2017. And now, with all the fun, but no Lego pieces to step on. This Nexus Special is hosted by Ian R. Buck and Ryan Rampersad. Find the show notes for this episode at thenexus.tv slash ns56. Hey, Ryan. Hi. So, oh, right. Big week? Huge week. Huge week. I love it when we have a Nexus special coming up. Oh. We've got these big keynote events that we don't forget about on no, the day of. No, right? it totally happened. I mean, I knew about it, and then I got busy, and I forgot about it completely. Busy. Oh, that's such a joke. <laughs> no. I mean, I got pretty lucky because the the event started literally like 10 minutes before my last class ended, so I just... Uh, I just started ignoring my students 10 minutes before they left. It was great. That's fine. That's <laughs> kind of like all teachers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I just, you know, went to lunch and brought a laptop with me. And Perfect. Watched it in the staff lounge with Betsy, and it was great. That's too good. Mm-hmm. I was not so lucky. No. So tell me about this event. What was this event? All right. So this is the Made by Google event, uh, the second ever, because last year was the first time that Google, like, really came out with hardware that is, like, branded by them and not, like, technically some of these things are manufactured by other companies, right? But you And know, by technically, it means fully. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, the whole, like, design process is, like... Allegedly. In Google, in-house, et cetera, et cetera. Well, let's keep telling ourselves that. Yeah. I will continue to be the voice of the truth. <laughs> so... They started off talking about, you know, AI especially, of course, because that's, like, their favorite thing to talk about these days is, like, I don't know if they're trying to assure people that, like, even if we don't have the best hardware, we still have, like, the best services available, I mean, et cetera, et cetera. some of their AI stuff is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, most of it just doesn't matter that much. Uh, why not? So what, what what AI stuff do you actually end up using a lot? Um, Google Photos, like, all the time. All the stuff that it figures out in order so to I sort my photos. I think that's the best case of what's backed by AI or machine learning. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anybody knows that it is, and I don't think it actually matters. It's just a name, nameless, faceless algorithm, and that's it. Right, but that's the whole point of, like, the whole AI thing, is that, like, it's doing all this stuff for us, right. and you don't have to know, you don't have to think about it, you know? You just use it and it works. And that's that. That one's a good one. What else you got? Um, you know, assistant probably. Yeah, I was no. gonna say the voice recognition for the Google Home and the assistant and everything. Barely. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no. Okay, so it's, photos, Google Photos, the best service they offer. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. Um, which is why they make it a selling point for their phones now. They is, sure do. You know, yeah. But we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. First, we got to talk about uh, some new features that they introduced for the Google Home. Um, so you can now call with your phone number from the Google Home. With even, my own phone number? Yeah, with your own phone number, even if you're not a Project Fi subscriber or a Google Voice user. Because um, obviously those two groups of people had it first because like Google already has my phone number on file and they're the ones who make all of my calls anyway. So How does it work? How does what work? The How does it call- use my phone number? So I think you have to like verify your phone number with Google mm-hmm. and then they just like spoof it. You know. Oh, well, that's nice of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, first, they make you prove that you have access to that phone number. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also command your Google Home to ring your Android phone um, if you, you know, need to find it. Uh, 
if you have an iPhone, it'll just literally call your iPhone. Well, that's so good enough. It, yeah, it can't like force it out of like do not disturb mode or anything like that the right. way that it can with an Android. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Um, they told us that they that you have some more options for like routines, which are like the shortcuts that you can program in for Google Home. Um, I've never used any of these routines, so I don't really know what's what's possible now and what's going to be possible with these new changes. They kind of glossed over that. So we're going to gloss over it, too. Perfect. I love doing that. Um, They talked about how it's going to be able to, like, more naturally accept commands, like uh, warm up the living room um, instead of, like, you know, you specifically having to tell it, like, what temperature you want it to be, for example. Uh, Because, like, the Google Home can, can... get what your current settings are and just you know go like okay relative to 68 degrees i'm gonna turn it up to like 72 or whatever um so that's kind of nice here's here's a really funny um feature that i kind of i kind of thought of this kind of thing before um but you can broadcast a message from one google home device to all of the other ones that are in a house so of course they were talking Mm. about like in terms of like i'm a parent and i need to get my kids to come downstairs but i like don't want to yell up the stairs you know you just tell the google home to like forward this message to the google homes that are upstairs or the kids will abuse it yes oh yeah i yeah and that's i wonder if it's you can like lock it to only if you recognize my voice as this user kind of thing i don't know Mm. i don't know we'll find out um but speaking of families um family link accounts are going to be supported on uh on google home those are those accounts that like parents can make for their kids when their kids are under 13 or whatever Mm -hmm. um and they're also partnering with like disney and other kid focused content companies to provide content for the google home to to play with are you gonna put more ads in my google home i have no idea Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Uh, have you encountered any ads? Oh, that one. Oh, yeah. That Every, one. Yeah. What was what was what movie was that? Was that I the know. Beauty and the Beast? Something like that. Yeah. I believe so. I, I was super weirded out by that. Yeah. Huh. Oh, it was an accident, mm-hmm. or so they say. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So that's all software features that are coming to the existing Google Homes. Um, Ryan, did they announce any more new hardware that's related to Google Homes? They sure did. They released. Just like every other vendor who has released anything like this, mm-hmm. a smaller version. Hang on. Any other vendor? You mean that one vendor, that Amazon company? The one at the top of the list. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon. Yeah. So um, it's the Home Mini mm-hmm. because it's smaller than the regular Google Home. Yep. So And the price is smaller, too. It's only $50 now. Yeah, yeah. Which is a great price. I think that that's for, about the right price for, for this kind of thing. For a normal person, they can just get one. It's kind yeah. of that Chromecast price yeah 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 it's it's within realm just to get one for fun mm-hmm. um so they have a different look now so instead of being kind of a plasticky thing mm-hmm. it's more of a fabricy foam yeah it's pill. definitely it's definitely very similar to like the fabric look that the bottom half right. of the google home has. but it's almost more fabricy like yeah i it's, agree it's almost like a pillow mm-hmm and they talked a lot about this fabric. They were like, we had to go through, like, so much effort to get the colors to look just right and to get the fabric to, like, be, you know, uh, sturdy enough but still, like, let through light and sound. And, like, for example, the chalk color alone took us 157 tries to get right. Like, okay, quit trying to be as pretentious as Johnny Ives. Like, um, so, it's annoying. So did you actually get to hear what it sounded like on the stream? It Well, I was listening to it through laptop speakers so it doesn't matter what it sounded like you know could matter uh so what i wonder about it is like will it have uh the same capabilities for 
you know, hearing your voice and actually sounding in any way good. Because mm. um, even the current Google Home doesn't sound that great when it talks. Mm. It's sort of... I don't, I don't think it sounds like that. Are you talking about, like, the the quality of the speakers or, like, the fact that the AI-generated voice doesn't sound natural? Um, I just don't think it sounds particularly good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, for music, I, won't, I wouldn't know. I don't listen to music. <laughs> but for voice stuff, which is what it does, uh-huh. uh, when I ask it for the weather, it mm-hmm. just doesn't sound very good. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't remember you saying that when we reviewed it. But... Eh, I used it more. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but they also released another home product. Yeah, so this one was actually not leaked beforehand, which, which is was surprising. Unusual. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is the Max. Mm-hmm. Google Home Max. <laughs> and this one is definitely aimed at um, the audiophile kind of group, and it's priced as such. It's priced at $400. Um, it's a big, like, rectangular version of the home. Um, they talked about how, of course, it's the best speakers yet that they've come out with in the line. Probably true. Um, they really love bass on this thing, apparently. Uh, and it has a thing called smart sound, which definitely is taking uh, cues directly from Apple's announcement of the HomePod, right? So it's going to adjust the audio that it's putting out based on what's in its environment, mm-hmm. right? And it actually, like, does this on the fly. It's not like you set it down and then it figures out and then, you know, just keeps those settings forever and ever. Um, it'll actually, like, if you move it, it'll switch the settings uh, within, like, a few seconds of when you move it to a new spot. Um, and they talk about how it's also going to be able to learn, like, kind of patterns over time, you know? So if you always have the volume really low in the morning, it'll start off with volume low in the morning, you know? And, and you won't have to, like, adjust that yourself every single time. That's nice. If it knows that the dishwasher's going because it's got uh, microphones, you know, it'll, like, adjust its volume up, you know, stuff like that. Um, so I think what we need to talk about is how much it costs. Yeah, sure. Well, actually, can I finish with a couple more things that, sure. that it has? To justify um, its cost. Sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so in, in order to get audio onto this thing, like, as you know, Google Homes have previously been able to, like, push audio that they are playing to other Chromecast speakers and everything. But there was no way to get, like, audio from any other device onto the Google Home other than through casting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Google Home Max supports bluetooth and aux input as well that's nice and uh, and it also comes with 12 months free of youtube red seems reasonable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so that helps justify the price so what's yeah. the price four hundred dollars four hundred dollars which is isn't that the same price as the home pod i'm so not sure i believe it's I 399 remember. i think that's right either that or 350 i'm also curious about when the home pod is coming out in relation to the to the google well, home max december is what i heard for the home pod mm-hmm. so uh maybe maybe sometime around then i don't know um at least you're getting 12 months of youtube red for free i hope that means that even if you have youtube red they just give you 12 months worth of credit I'm not sure. I they love to do this kind of thing where they're like, "Oh, it's only for new customers." Yeah, but you know? that makes it not worth it at all. Right, I know. So I'd almost buy it just to have to not pay for another hundred twenty dollars worth of YouTube Red. Mm. Um, and you know, the funny thing is that even for me, that would be useless because I'm not doing it on an individual basis anymore. Right. I've got the family plan, so mm-hmm. like, yeah, that wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't. I wonder. Do people actually use this thing for music? Like, is that really a thing? The home, the Google Home Max? Will will they actually do that? Like, Well, I mean, that's supposedly what it's for, you know? But why? 
just save your money and <laughs> I agree. No, I agree. Like four hundred dollars is way, way too much for me to ever spend on any speakers. Um I mean that's not even a good speaker. Like real speakers, you would never just buy with some weird Well, how do you know? You haven't heard it yet. You know? Well, I mean it's not going to be as good as I don't know. Like like you know, some actual producer like full sized yeah 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 um, you know bookshelf Mo- monitors speakers. or whatever they call them right yeah, exactly yeah. okay yeah so the uh, the HomePod I just looked it up is uh, three hundred and fifty dollars that yep. that seems fine mm-hmm. um, what did the Max look like I I don't recall they're they're these kind of rectangles that you can either have uh, horizontally or vertically whatever okay. makes more sense for the space that you're putting them in so it's not um, the pill shape of the little one nope nope um, mm-hmm. and actually the the four little dots the row will uh, orient itself oh, really? uh, according to which direction you have the rectangle oriented. That's cool. Yeah, that's a nice little feature. So funny. <laughs> um, they brought Nest on stage to talk a little bit. Um, basically, all they did was like remind us that they just released a bunch of new products, mm-hmm. right? So the uh, what the Nest Hello uh, is that which what it's is, called? Yeah, the it's it's their their little uh, doorbell thing with a camera. Um, Hello. They've got some new like security cameras. They've got I don't know what else um a pin pad or something probably stuff like that yeah um but they did talk about how uh the nest products are integrating with other google products that you place in your home and these things seemed pretty cool um so the nest cam can now like send its feed to a chromecast device right um and they of course demonstrated it by having the person on stage like ask google home Mm show me what's in my front hall and then the the feed from the front hall appeared on their tv um the the nest hello can announce through google home devices who is at the door if it recognizes them right that's kind of fun that's kind of cool i like that yeah how much does all of this nonsense cost Oh, you know, we'd have to go back to like the Nest um, launch event to look not, at all that not stuff. Not even, not even impressed. So, yeah, it just does not matter. Now, would you be impressed by <laughs> a Pixel Book? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no. Let me say yes. If its starting price is four hundred dollars. Mm, yeah. Oh, you're talking about the Samsung Chromebook. Plus. I'm just talking about yeah. the obvious price point for Chromebooks, actually. <laughs> yeah. Now, the thing about the $400 price point for the Samsung one that launched earlier this year is uh, when I told my parents, they they asked me like, hey, what Chromebook should we get my brother for his birthday? Mm Because he's asking for a Chromebook. And I told them the Samsung Chromebook Plus. And they saw that it was $450. And they were like, what? And I was like, are you, come on, you guys. Just, you know, everything. So, so because I I work now and it's like, oh, whatever, 10 minutes by phone. Um. Everything is price creeped way up. Now, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's different. Uh-huh. I understand that normal people can't do that, and they don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So the Pixel, Pixel book. book. Pixel book, though. Uh, this is a Chromebook that's branded as Pixel, um, and actually has a lot of like the Pixel kind of aesthetic, right? So it's got like kind of the glass uh, upper third, and then like you know the aluminum mm-hmm. body below that kind of thing. Um, starting at a thousand dollars. So actually, the the price that was leaked ahead of this event was a little bit off. They thought that it was going to be twelve hundred dollars, but, uh, but I think there is a twelve hundred dollar option. Yeah, right? yeah, of course. I mean, there's there's uh you can you can spec it out uh based on what like processor and how much RAM you put in it and probably how much storage as well. Uh, anywhere from a thousand dollars to I think sixteen hundred or seventeen hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Um, all right, so but let's talk about the the hardware itself, the design of it. So it's ten millimeters thick. Uh, it's one kilogram. 
It's got a 12.3-inch screen. I didn't look at what resolution it was, but I'm sure that it's insane because the Chromebook Pixels have traditionally had very uh, very high resolutions. Yeah. It gets 10 hours of battery life, um, and if you charge it for 15 minutes, then you'll have like two hours of, uh, of, of battery life off of that. Um, they're introducing instant tethering um, for, I think... I'm not sure if you have to have a Pixel phone or if it's any Android phone. I'm guessing it's Pixel only. Okay. At least initially. Yeah, probably. Um, so where where you can just like immediately choose your phone as your Wi-Fi hotspot without having to go to your phone and like set up the Wi-Fi hotspot, etc. Um, this is the first laptop that has the Google Assistant built in. Ooh. <sighs> Yeah, so that was a, a big theme of the announcement yesterday was that I think Google thinks that people love their Google Assistant way more than people actually do. Well, that's my reaction to AI and machine learning. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. People don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I was I was perfectly happy with Google when it was just like Google Now, yeah. you know, and it was like I I mean I talk to it, I give it voice commands, it comes back to me with with answers. Like I didn't I didn't need this whole like you know branding everything as mm-hmm. you know etc hello um but it does ha- it, it has a dedicated button for the google assistant right there on the keyboard like where the windows key would normally be in between like the really? control and the alt yep so like yep. the bigsby button probably oh yeah that, well, i need to see a picture of this now <laughs> that is horrible um also uh, since it's a chromebook the caps lock key is uh not really the caps lock key it's it's you know the the key that opens up like your search, uh, right? your all apps and search i i think that's window. a wonderful yeah. feature mm-hmm. i have no problems with yeah. that yeah but I do have a problem with the super secret button of doom. <laughs> and I suspect, of course, that it's not going to be remappable unless... Um, I mean, this. so given the hardware that they've got in this thing, I'm sure that you'll be able to, like, wipe Chrome OS if you want and install, like, you know, Windows or Linux or whatever you want on it. Well, it's like a crazy and, Linux, at least. <laughs> and, you know, but I've never done it, so I don't know for sure how, like, easy that would be and how, like, much support you would get for the hardware. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's all fairly standard Intel processors and, you know, RAM and everything. Whoa, so. Intel processors, that means it's good? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's what Chromebook Pixels have always had is, mm. you know, the Intel i5s on up to the i7s. Let's see yeah. if, if I click this i7 here, will it tell me, no, it won't tell me the model of the i7. Mm. It could still be a dual core, which means it's useless. True. Wait, they make i7s that are dual cores on laptops? Sure oh, do. Oh, come on, Intel. No. Come on, people who think they're getting something good. Um, They also have a pen that you can get. What's it called? It's called the Pixel Pen. <laughs> Pixel Pen. Pixels everything now. I guess. Um, it doesn't come with the laptop. It doesn't have a slot that it goes into on the laptop. How much is the pen? It costs a hundred dollars. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, oof. if you really want this to be a feature that like your laptop is known for, it's gotta come with the laptop. But you know what the, I mean? Does the pen come with the uh, surface? Yes. Does the pen mm-hmm. come with the iPad Pro? No. Hmm. But I would argue that people don't know the iPad Pro for the pen. I Actually, just... I, don't, I would argue that people don't know the iPad Pro in general. I have I have seen uh, like a total of two of them in the wild, and one of them was an Apple employee, well, I, so that I, doesn't I, count. No, that does not count. But I guess I argue that people don't actually use iPads either. You so know, I mean, I don't know the like people know the Samsung Note series for the pens, right? People know well. I mean, no, nope, nobody knows that. The Samsung, the Samsung Chromebook Plus comes with a pen, right? So yeah. it's like a central part of the whole, you know, experience. Um, 
I don't know. Like it's a it's a it's kind of a hit or miss kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the Pixel Pen does have a few kind of nifty features that it can do. So like if you circle something on the screen with the pen, then the assistant will pull up information about that specific thing. So it's like kind of one less step for you to go through besides like taking a screenshot of it and then telling it like this is exactly what I want to know about. Um, I don't know why you can't just do that with your finger. Because that'd be too easy. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, they're, they're talking a lot about like, uh, how pressure sensitive it is and like mm-hmm. angles and stuff. I did hear that it has, um, 10 millisecond, uh, responsiveness. Yes. Which is cut in half from the, um, the Surface Pro pens. Oh, wow. Okay. 20, 20 millisecond. Um, but the screen refresh rate is still 16 milliseconds. Hmm. So, huh. You know. That's okay. So you can draw faster than you can see it, which is cool, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They also, of course, talked about Google Play, um, which is, uh, you know, now available on Chromebooks for real. It's not like a beta feature anymore. Good. Um, it's the feature that we've all been wanting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And actually, uh, later on, on Second Opinion, when I get my brother on to talk about his uh, Samsung Chromebook Plus, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll get to hear more yeah. about that and how well it works. Um, they specifically talked about how they are working with Snapchat to make a version of their app for larger screens. That's dumb. I mean, really, I think that Snapchat should uh, focus on making their core app not suck. But um, you know, I would also like to, to to mention that Snapchat users should just use Twitter. Um, can we talk about the price now. <laughs> sure, so sure. it's a thousand dollars. Thousand dollars entry price. Yeah, and if you click on their website, you can find out that the highest spec configuration is six hundred and fifty dollars more than that. Yeah, so. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And you're probably, I don't know for sure, you're probably not even getting a quad-core i7. It's probably a dual-core. Yeah, so um, they did mention, I think, on The Verge's initial impressions of it, it doesn't have a fan at all. So It's got to be dual-core they, then. They're probably, yeah, like underclocking or otherwise having rather low-powered Intel stuff. In I mean, there. it looks really nice, mm-hmm. um, and I I feel like somebody could be happy with it. I don't know what I would do with a thousand dollar laptop that can't do anything. Though. Well, so here's the thing: if I were to, if we, if I were to get this thing, I would definitely be installing Windows on it, and well, it's would, like a crazy. And, and that means that I would need to be looking into how viable an option that is it's before not, not I buy it. Unlikely. You know, you might get away with Linux because that's what Chrome OS is. Sure. And I remember back in like 2013 or whatever, uh, one of my classmates had a, a Chromebook that he had Crouton on, which was like mm-hmm. a Linux flavor built mm-hmm. for Chromebooks. And I, you know, I don't know exactly what the limitations of that were and everything. But, yeah. Um, no, no, I don't know. Like, I think it's cool, but I wish they would focus on the market that needs leadership, which is the five hundred dollar range. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, and I don't, I don't mind that they're making these like you know big expensive reference models, which is fine. But you need but, to make a range of reference models then. But also, like, also they're like um the marketing that they had, the like advertisements that they had for this thing was definitely just like here's a bunch of normal people using the Chromebook or the Pixel books because they love them, and it's like yeah, why no, those people wouldn't be buying this at no. all. Yeah. I mean, and it's really hard because the demographic that likes Google stuff is a very technical audience, I mm-hmm. think, like on average. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so hard for me to even consider a Chromebook as a viable computer right. for my own use. Yeah, and and it's like it's so tempting because 
they have a killer feature now, which is Android apps, like natively supported. So what I mean, in my ideal world, what I want is Windows with really nice Android app support. Um, and I like crushed dreams. I haven't tried out like BlueStacks or anything like that, but I I don't imagine that it's like a super fast and satisfying experience. No. Um, but like I said, I have not actually tried it out myself, so I guess don't bash it until you try it. Maybe. Uh, so that brings us to the uh, is, to the best part. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Well, the I mean, part? it was the best part for me because I actually bought one. Hey, <laughs> you don't say. So what did you buy? The Pixel Two. Pixel Two. And what did you buy? Anything? I bought a Pixel Two XL. Whoa! So Who yeah, didn't see that coming. They always leave their phones for the last thing because that's what everybody's waiting for, of course. Yep. Um. So the Pixel 2 and the Pixel 2 XL, we're going to start with the stuff that's different about them, and then we're going to finish with the stuff that's the same. Okay, good luck. All right. So the Pixel 2, the regular sized one, it comes in at $650 for a 64 gigabyte storage, uh, $750 for 128 gigabytes of storage. They have three colors, the kind of blue, which as it turns out is a Verizon exclusive. They did not mention that on stage but of course uh, it is it is um just black and clearly white which i you know last year i thought man these are absurd names and this year they're even more absurd no no, no i love them i think they're perfect i mean <laughs> i didn't say that they're not great i say that they're absurd no which is great <laughs> they're not jet back black they're not no. piano black they're not rose gold mm-hmm. they're they're just black they're just kind of yeah yeah just black mm-hmm. kind of blue um so the the pixel 2 is manufactured by htc it has a five inch display at 1920 by 1080 which is like right there for me that's that's exactly what i want uh it has a 2700 milliamp hour battery and the dimensions come into in at uh 145.7 millimeters by 69.7 millimeters by 7.8 millimeters which for reference is almost exactly the same size as my Nexus 5X. So it's going to feel very, very familiar when I hold it in my hands. So is that the whole phone size, or is that just yes. the screen no, size? Th- um, Ryan, tell me, would it make sense to have three different dimensions for the screen? Well, well yes, it could. No, the, 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 three doesn't have, the screen doesn't have thickness, Ryan. The first two numbers are the most important part there. So, like, is the 5X you have going to have a smaller or bigger screen than this? So my 5X, I think, has a 5.2-inch screen. So it's going to get smaller? Yeah, yeah, so they had a slight creep from 5 inches on the Nexus 5 up to 5.2 on the Nexus 5X, and uh, now we're at 5 again. Well, I've been a broken person since the good old days of the Nexus 6. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So tell me about the uh, big one now. So the Pixel 2 XL comes in at 850 for the 64 gigabyte version, the uh, 950 for the 128 gigabyte version. Um, I believe last year when you went up from in terms of the size, the physical size, it was a hundred and twenty dollar price difference. This year it's a two hundred dollar price difference. Yeah, it's kind of absurd. Yeah. Um it's manufactured by LG. It has a six inch screen at 2880 by 1440 so that's not your standard 16 by 9 no, it's, it's 18 it's now, by 9 yeah or 2 by 1 as i like to say because that's like an actually useful uh not ratio not actually it's actually more useful it's 18 by 9 because but, it's it's in the units of 16 by 9 but people can visualize oh like oh it's twice as tall as it is wide i know what that means you know 
I'm sure most people visualize a question mark because they don't know how to use fractions. <laughs> um, so uh, I actually really like that screen result or that screen ratio better than sixteen by nine. Okay. Is that what the S8 has? Actually, the S8 is 18.5 by 9. God, that's so weird. Because <laughs> decimals in a ratio. <laughs> um, and it's wonderful. Uh, I, I, I can't imagine a phone without it. Um, and I've actually um, put a link in the show notes here um, that um, shows the widths um, and heights of the screens relative mm-hmm. to other phones in okay. the... Um, you know, in the in the ecosystem right now. Okay. Um. So it's actually really nice to see what those you know ratios and heights and widths look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So for reference. Okay, but those are all like in in comparison to other phones that literally just came out, which I've not really seen out in the wild. I need comparisons to existing phones that I've seen in the past. I mean, the iPhone eight's just like the iPhone seven. What's the difference? Uh. Okay. Sure. Okay. Sure, sure. Sure. So I mean, they have old phones here too, right? I mean, they have the. Yeah, you're right. They're all new. <laughs> <laughs> well they have the moto gx4 5 7 anyway okay. i think i think the point there is that when you look at the phones here these two screen sizes um the uh pixel 2 regular has a screen size that's pretty close to the iphone 8 size the iphone x has an uh i think it's closer to the iphone 8 plus right the little the, one the, no the little one's 4.7 inches it's really close man I can, if you insist. I do insist. And then the iPhone X, which is actually the 10, has a screen size that's very similar to the uh, 2XL. Um, okay. You know, if it, but it, but the 2XL has bezels of doom. Kind mm. of, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, let's talk about those bezels. Okay. So it has very small bezels on the sides, but on the top and the bottom, I mean, they're not huge bezels, uh, but they're, they're there. They're there, yeah. and I don't like it. So... Ryan, let me take you back like a year and a half ago. What would you have said about the bezels on this phone back then? Yeah, whatever. Exactly. But that's the thing. The moment that Samsung released this phone, this Galaxy S8 line, uh-huh. every other phone that has a bezel now is junk. Okay. Like, they won. Everybody else lost. I'm totally okay with having, you know, the fairly large i i am a little bit bummed that I'm not getting like the the smaller bezels on the top and the bottom. Um, but I definitely prefer having the, like the dual front facing speakers over having a full edge to edge display. I mean, I I like I, I like the compromise if they just wrapped the uh the edges a little bit more on the, on, the uh, sides. on the XL and on the other one, mm. it would have been perfect. Mm. I don't mind the the chin and the chin stuff. Oh, okay. Because I think the chin stuff is what most people are complaining about, well, especially okay. on the smaller one. On the on the regular right. Pixel Two, it is just an abomination. Yeah. But it looks like it's about the same size as my Nexus Five X, though. Yeah, which is not not something that I've ever complained about. Yeah, you know, it's a little baby phone. It's it's a it's a perfectly regular sized <laughs> phone to me. Uh, yeah. So uh, can uh, we talk about the battery? Well, hang on. Yeah. So apparently the, the the screen on the XL is actually slightly curved. It is. Yeah. Um, and if you actually watch a bunch of videos about people like reviewing it in the room uh-huh. you can see the screens like uh glare occasionally oh okay and, it's, and it kind of curves and, around and you can see that where the Warps. curve is because of the glare uh-huh. um and it's really interesting it, it's it's sort of almost like it has kind of a curved edge but they didn't make the curve go on the edge they made the curve go into the bezel blackness Just, well okay so you're talking about the curves that go around the sides well or are so, you talking about the curve so, that's in the middle? So it almost looks like on the 2XL, mm-hmm. the edge of the phone 
curves into the black part of the bezel. Yes, it does. Yeah, and but, instead, but, they could have moved that curve to the actual edge so, and made it made sense. So when I say that it has a slightly curved display, what I mean is that the the middle of the screen is actually a little bit farther away from you than the that is sides of the display. Who yeah. built these phones? It's such a weird... Like, I think of that as a feature that you might want on a gigantic television that you have in your living room, this right? This cannot be real. These are fake. <laughs> Um, so now we're going to get reports of, uh, something bending. Okay. Like Ben Gate, you know? Sure, yeah, sure. It's Even though it's already bent on purpose. Well, that's what I mean. Like, people are going to realize one day, like, oh, look, it's bent. I must have broken it. Uh, all right, so, so you wanted to talk about that battery? I want to talk about the battery. Mm-hmm. So it's got 3,520 milliamp hours. What about the little one? 2,700. Is that good for you? That's probably fine. What do you have now? I'm not sure. Okay. Let me look it up. I I uh I have a 3400 in my uh S8 plus mm-hmm. I think. Um I mean what really matters is how long it lasts right. which is like and, not and the 30 something and, that the we're thir- know. and the 3400 I have lasts me all day just no problems. Mm-hmm. Um unless I do like really heavy Google Maps stuff but GPS just destroys. Now you see my Nexus 5X lasts me all day because I have a 10,000 milliamp hour battery with me in my backpack that's at all cheating. times. cheating. I will so have you know. It's that's what I do though. But I mean, it's cheating. Um let's see. 2700 milliamp hours on the Nexus 5X. Hey. Yeah, so I'm going from the Nexus 5X to the Nexus 5X with like, an extra $400 with, in it. 200, 250. Yeah, it was it was a four hundred dollar phone originally. Well, not even close. And well, I mean, <sighs> it's it's got an actually like premium uh, eight hundred eight, uh, like yes, um, Snapdragon in it, and premium you know, Snapdragon, as if they offer. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, nobody's gonna ever come close to that A11 Bionic. Apple's just taking it all away from us. Well, it's between Am- Apple and Samsung here. Nobody else can make a decent phone anymore, it mm. turns out. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about some other stuff. So, their design. Yeah. The, oh, um, by the way, for the dimensions on the XL, it's going to be almost exactly the same as the dimensions on the original Pixel XL. Yep. So, that's... Yeah. Nobody likes that phone. I mean, I, I am pretty impressed. Like, when I held the Pixel XL, it didn't feel that, like it was that much bigger than my Nexus 5X. Um, so the most important part though, is that it's going to be, um, 18 by nine instead of this pixel, mm-hmm. pixel ones, 16 by nine. Right. Ratio. I do I mean, I'm still in the 16 by nine camp you because, will move but, forward. because, because I need to be able to experience media like that's actually in a standard aspect ratio. It doesn't matter. You don't even notice when you watch a video or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's talk about the design a little bit. Sure. Um, they have uh, aluminum, like the lower three quarters of yeah. aluminum. Mm-hmm. And the top part, just like the good old days of the 6P with the little window. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they kind of have that same pixel style window up there. Yeah. Except that unlike the 6P, it's like taller. It's, and it's, it's, and it's, it's flat. Not, it's, it's not a not visor. Quite, yeah. And it's not quite as like as much of the phone's back as the original Pixel was glass, but it, it's definitely more than the 6P. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's I don't know, to me it's, uh, it's just slightly less because the button, the fingerprint sensor mm-hmm. button thing, is on the metal part, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not on the glass part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that they have, like, the, the kind of color touches on some of the uh color options for the power button you know it's orange it's yeah i think on the white one it's orange and on the 
kind of blue one. It's like kind of a almost like a salmon, like a pinkish color or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, just kind of like this nice little accent. Um, of course, the the all black one is all black, and you don't get like different colored uh, power buttons. But you know, I think my favorite color option was the in the XL uh, category. You had the one that was white, and then it's got the black glass on top. Like mm-hmm. that that was a really cool kind of duality there. Yeah, I think it's nice that that design i think it's fine mm-hmm. nothing to write home about now it's just it just looks fine aluminum back what does that take away from us ryan so i can't put my new phone in my existing wireless charger yeah yeah and i when so when when apple announced that they were bringing out wireless charging for their new phones i was like okay yeah we, we've had wireless charging for years now all, you? all of my phones and then i looked it up and i was like wait a minute the nexus 5x doesn't have wireless charging what's going on no. um i think the five did uh, yeah yeah it totally did i think the six didn't yeah they kind of abandoned it at some point because people weren't using it that's people because, weren't asking for but it that's because nobody was actually buying any google phones Okay. They were buying Samsung phones. Right. And did those all those all had wireless charging? Well, it's gone come it's come and gone. This Does one the S eight? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. It's a good phone. You should buy it. And your and your original Pixel didn't have no, wireless no, charging. Not yeah. even close. Um it is a shame, but it does get you like seven hours of charge with fifteen minutes of charging. Right, on the wired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's fine. Well, I'm also looking at wireless charging as like, all right, since since Apple is never going to ditch Lightning, and now that they have adopted wireless charging, this is the only option that we have for like just about everybody, no matter what platform they're on, to be able to charge all their phones using the same solution, right? Yeah, same interface, sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't care about that, even in the slightest. That's that's the world that I strive for, Ryan, so I Doesn't think it's matter. very important. Doesn't bother yeah. me. So, in terms of, like, water resistance, it's IP67 uh, certified, so not waterproof, but it's, like, splash-proof, apparently. What does that mean? I don't know. Like, can you wash it in the sink? Probably, maybe, I don't, you know, I wouldn't try that. I don't know. Because, like, the, that's what you need. Sure. You need to be able yeah. to have it actively get hit by water, and not just, like, Oh, it's okay in the rain if you cover it. Like yeah. that doesn't mean anything. I think yeah. So I think it's it's okay if it as long as it's like not submerged in water. Yeah, I think that's what sixty seven means. That's not good enough. Yeah, they could have done better. Um, now they do have OLED displays on both of the phones now, and which means that they can have an always on display <gasps> and not kill the battery life. Oh my gosh, so nice! I am so excited, Ryan. This is one of the reasons that I'm excited about g- coming from. Like the mid-tier priced phones to an actual flagship priced phone. I love how you call that thing a flagship. Yeah, $650. That's what the flagships have always been starting at, right? Yeah. That's uh, what they used to start at. Right. And, I, you know, price creep. Price, I'm, the I'm, industry price creep, I'm, Yeah, I'm price creeping from mid-tier to, like, you're just you know, catching up to the mid-range now, Exactly. At where, which means that you have price crept up to whatever you're at these days. Which is like now a, the new... Like, 900-whatever dollars. Yeah, it's the new yeah. higher range. Yeah, exactly. So... It's the it's the natural order. It's, it's the worst. Everything thing continues ever. <laughs> but no, so I'm really excited about having an OLED display for the very first time on one of I my. I gotta iPhones. tell you, um, ambient display is amazing, mm-hmm. but it's so much better when it's always on ambient. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. And that's what and that's what these bring. Um, I'm not sure exactly what information it's going to be showing on the mm-hmm. always on display. It looked like from the demos, it was just like a clock and then some icons showing you which uh, notification or which apps mm-hmm. you had notifications from. I don't think it really showed much information about each one. So my S8 Plus here shows uh-huh. me the time, uh-huh. the date, okay, my name. Well, that's useful. Goodness, free advertising. Who, who am I? Free advertising. Uh, the battery percentage, and then finally the most, like, I don't know how many, but at least the four most recent notification icons. Okay. So that's pretty good. Okay. I hope that Google was smart enough to do something as useful. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one thing that they talked about that I thought was real, rather clever is that um, it will identify what song is being played without you even asking, and it'll display that on the always-on display. So and I love that. by clever, I mean that's sort of just disgusting. Why? I love that. I don't want it to spy on me. It can just sit there and be quiet. Well, you can turn that off if you Good, want to, but I'm, I'm going to keep it on because turn that's it off. that's I I love that feature. Cuz I I'm not immersed in, you know, this like pop culture music uh environment and so like every once in a while if somebody else who's a normal person is actually playing music around me i'm like oh i've never heard this one before what is this oh it's by you know some famous person can't you just take your phone out and use the assistant to find out yes but then everybody knows that i'm doing that and they know that i don't know the song here i can just take a glance at my screen and see what it is without having to like broadcast to the world that i have no idea anything about music but I actually don't know anything about music, and I don't care intentionally, so I don't have to be embarrassed <laughs> by such a thing. Um, so that's cool, I guess. Um, what an, What is another interesting physical feature? Of this phone? Yes. You can squeeze it. You can squeeze it? Yeah. And it fights back? No, it actually cooperates. It, oh, that's good. Well, kind of. So you can squeeze the size of this phone, and it will open up the Google Assistant. So instead of having to like long press on the home button, it's now squeezing the sides so i i am super interested in this feature because i want to know the mechanism of detecting a squeeze right yeah like what does that mean is it is it something like that's physical like does the frame have a sensor built into it i don't know or is it like when you squeeze a a certain predictable like acceleration pattern can be detected Mm. like what does that or is it like that your fingers kind of subtly touch the sides of the screen and it can figure it out feel that or i I don't know i'm so interested in how it knows that i'm doing it it sounds like the squeezing glove i would imagine that it still work yeah see we've got so much to find out (laughs) now one thing that i'm really disappointed about here is that it's not a remappable command you can't change it from opening the google assistant to doing anything else which is something that samsung got a lot of flack for for having um, a dedicated button give me a second i have to go ask ask uh, bigsby if it cares hey bigsby do you care it said no (laughs) um yeah, so I mean, if we, if we don't let Samsung get away with that kind of crap, I don't think we should let Google get away with that kind of crap. It is like a half step better because there isn't like a, a button that's staring me in the face there that you know it, it d- is, is useless. It's not even a half step. It's it's ninety nine percent better. Even well, though you can't remap it, mm-hmm. you can turn it off. Right, which is at least better. But I'm also I will like if if I was the kind of person who didn't want to use the Google Assistant, I would always be aware of the fact that my phone has this entire input category that I will never be able to use because Google just made this arbitrary decision to not let it do anything that I want it to do. I'm okay with that as long as I can turn it off. <laughs> Ryan, I think it's so funny how we disagree about so many different things and yet we're always on the same page. <laughs> 
different different lines on the same page. Yep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, all right. So the launcher. Um, Google changes up things in the launcher every year, and they make a big deal about it. Um, this year, they are moving the search bar from the top of the launcher down to the bottom of the launcher. Not a bad idea. Yeah, Seems pretty reasonable. Uh-huh. Um, Ryan, how how many times have you ever used the search bar straight from the launcher? Uh, cause I, <laughs> I never do that. I don't even, I, what does that even mean? I've never, like, I do you tap on the search bar up there and start typing in a Google query? No, but that's actually really cool. I've never done that. No. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Um, so, you no, know, what I always do is I always open a Chrome tab uh, to do my searches. Okay. Um, cause one of the problems if you do use that bar thing, mm-hmm. you don't get that, those results in Chrome. You get them in its weird fake browser thing right yeah then, the, then in, in the google app itself yeah so on this phone that i don't use i happen to have right now uh 43 tabs open <laughs> that's amazing we'll close those yeah that's cool um i so i never use the search bar from the launcher but i always open the google app and then do searches from there well, I, I don't and i i can't tell you exactly why that's my preferred method i i might like to be able to see like the google now cards that appear below it before doing a google search but i don't i don't think that's quite it i can't tell you exactly why that's my pattern of use and you know now that you've told is. me that i don't actually use that bar ever mm-hmm. i'm just going to go and remove it right cuz action launch action launch lets you do that so so let's talk about that so they moved the search bar down uh-huh. right uh uh-huh. so, it's it's so, below like the the home row the dock that so always it's stays below there. the dock uh-huh so it's closest to where your fingers could type yep but when you click it it presumably bumps up like probably like everything causes like everything does that when you hit the keyboard mm-hmm. like the screen figures it out and bumps you up yeah so what does that mean? Like, does that mean like the whole screen moves up? Well, no, because I mean, like, if you if you tap on the uh, search bar in the launcher right now, basically everything in the launcher gets covered up by the search results and the search uh, right. suggestions anyway. But now, so I think I think it just moves the search bar all the way from the bottom where it is to the top and it allows you to start typing in it. Whatever, Google. If I, if Google, I remember correctly, Google has no clue what they're doing. Um. So I wonder if, uh, like, if Action Launch will also add that as an option. Oh, I imagine he will because he's always on, uh, like, on top of uh, copying exactly you, what Google's doing. He should stay on top. I mean, I, well, he's going to let give you the option of whether you want know, it on top or bottom because that's also top like, only a, sta- a staple of Action Launcher is infinite choice. Uh, dual front-facing speakers. Yes. Okay then. I'm so ready for that. I um, was I, that was one of the things I was excited about the Nexus 5X because it looks like it has dual front-facing speakers, and then it didn't, and I was so mad. Price cuts mid-tier, um, but you know what they don't have? A yeah, headphone jack. Yeah. How yeah. do you feel? Um, so I I admitted to myself sometime last year that eventually I was going to have to give up my headphone jack, and so. I just decided not to make a big issue out of it when I finally did have to get rid of my headphone jack. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm getting rid of my headphone jack. So I've used my headphone jack on my SA Plus mm-hmm. all of one time with the headphones that it came with when I got it. Okay. And then I unplugged them and lost them, and I've never used it since. So, Ryan, how do you listen to podcast? Oh, right. You've got those Bluetooth thingies, don't you? I'm, I mean, I just put the phone down and it just talks i mean you know oh my god you use the built-in speaker yeah it's fine ah, i would never this this actually has a really good speaker um no problem and then if i actually am somewhere for some reason like 
at work. I would never listen to a podcast at work. I'm working. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess if I was somewhere in alone, I could use headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the noise canceling ones. I have the little uh, portable ones. Mm-hmm. They're all Bluetooth. It's fine. Yeah. I don't, mean, don't even know. I use I use wired earbuds like all the time, especially like, you know, I'm whatever I'm it takes commuting. to get people to stop listening to all that nonsense. To all that nonsense. Yeah. Which nonsense? Music. Oh, okay. Well, you to listen to podcasts, you need speakers as well. You need headphones yeah. of some sort. Not worried you know. about it. It's yeah. Um, I am, like I said in the USB Type C episode of the Extra Dimension, I am worried about the fact that like we're we're getting rid of a universal standard for two competing standards, one of which is way more universal than the other. But the other one still has a significant market share, and so we're going to end up with many, many headphones that are incompatible with uh, many devices for no particular reason yep. uh, other than just siloing. Yeah, I'm actually um, right there with you, um, mm-hmm. but from a little bit more uh, legal-ish standpoint. Okay. So um, what happened with HDMI was that um, they went from VGA, DVI, which were sort of digital, but they were still analog enough so that uh-huh. nobody could put DRM in the cables or in the interface. Uh-huh. But with HDMI, they added HDCP, which forces um, some DRM stuff somewhere, somehow. Okay. So if you were actually trying to watch a movie or a video and it has HDCP you know, protection on it, mm-hmm. you can't watch it on something that doesn't support that. Right. Um, so in the future, it's possible that Maybe there will be a file format that does the same thing with uh, digital audio. Mm. So you'll only be able to listen to your thingamajig, your song, your podcast, or, well, probably not a podcast, your song, your mm-hmm. movie, your video, on approved expensive headphones or something weird like that. Right. Um, you know, maybe it wouldn't happen because streamers wouldn't want to put additional DRM. I don't know. Like, maybe they do. I don't get it. Um I don't know. It's a scary thing. Scary thing to consider. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, it's it's that kind of DRM. Um, I just I I think it's a it's a a fraught idea because like no matter what you're doing, eventually it's going to have to be converted into analog in order to be like displayed played. or played or you know. Yeah. Um, and at that point, it can be captured. Right. And you know, recorded mm-hmm. and you know, pirated. So. Yeah. Especially for audio. Like, video is a different story, I think. Right, because pixels, you can always encode, like, digitally. You can cheat a little bit. But audio, in order to play it, it has to get changed into a different format. Mm -hmm. There is no choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I've kind of... I've already been looking around at, like, oh, maybe I should get uh, some sort of thing that splits from uh, male USB-C to female USB-C and a headphone jack, mm-hmm. right? You know, I so think, that I can charge yeah. while I haven't listening. seen anything like that. Does that exist? Yes, it does. It That's definitely nice. does. Um, of course, like, finding ones that are actually of good quality mm. is kind of iffy, uh, especially on one? Amazon right now. No. Um, and... And, like, I was looking around on, like, Anchor's website, my favorite peripheral maker. Yeah, they're really good. And uh, they don't have any, like, headphone uh, accessories yet. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I think it's only a matter of time before, like, actual reputable brands start making that kind of thing. Hopefully, um, 
I don't, I don't know. It's, yeah. This is tough. Oh, actually, no. Yeah. Uh, Google does sell some of those on their, on their site for like 45 bucks or something like that, which is like ridiculous. Robbery. So, yeah. Um, so your, your very expensive phone, which is now mid tier, uh, also costs more because it just does. Don't, right. don't you love the new industry? Yeah. Like, what happened here? On the other hand, on the other hand, I am looking forward to the fact that, like, any accessories that I get of that type will also work with, like, the next laptop that I buy. Because I'm... That's true. Uh, you know, I'm only going to be buying a laptop if it has USB Type-C uh, heavily supported. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um... So yeah, they didn't mention the headphone jack in the in the uh, the presentation. Of course, they yeah. also didn't mention that it was missing wireless charging because uh-huh. you know why would you call it, talk about your own shortcomings? Um, they did talk about a few more things with like the assistant. Um, so like you can customize routines to have like more uh, actions. Um, Let's try this. Okay, Google. Wow, the Pixel One that I haven't used in years worked. <laughs> yeah. This um, S8 Plus is allegedly supposed to be able to do it. Never oh. does. Hmm. Ever. Hmm. Well. Okay, move on. Definitely sticking with the Pixel. Um, Google Lens is actually going to finally come out now. So if you'll recall, that was the rebranded Google Goggles that they announced, I think, back at I.O. this year. Um, it's going to be on Pixel phones first. Um, so I, I guess we're probably going to be kind of like a beta program for Google to test all this out before they make it available wider on Android. Um, and they have to make this available across Android because otherwise, like that, that's not, that wouldn't be an acceptable. But thing. maybe it could be exclusive for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Google Lens is going to be available in places like, you know, you pull up the assistant and you can ask the assistant, like, what am I looking at? Um, you can take a look. Uh, I think through the camera app itself, we'll have like a lens a button, button at least. Yeah. And also Google Photos will have one for like pictures that you already took. You can, you can so lens them. On the S8 Plus, which is my favorite phone, mm-hmm. um, there is a Bigsby button. Mm-hmm. It's this weird little, like, it's like an eye, but it has some like, eyelashes on the bottom and top hmm that oh. doesn't you know that that doesn't mean bixby to me no and, and why isn't the the bixby logo like why isn't it a b or something yeah right? right reasons um and and i can't use it because i don't have a samsung account <laughs> right um and it is great it's a wonderful feature totally recommended that everybody have a useless button in their camera app um so one of the things, um, so I actually work for a living, uh, in a technology setting and we desperately need QR code support here in America. Yeah, right. Um, and so the, um, wonderful people over at Apple actually decided to be innovative and they put by default the ability to scan QR codes directly into the camera app. You don't have to buy anything. That's the way it should be. You don't be. have to do any nonsense. You don't have to log into anything. You scan a QR code and it bloops and it shows you whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know if Google Lens has QR support? You know, it had better. Because if it doesn't, better. it's dead on arrival. Right, yeah. But it won't be, actually. Um, so that reason for Apple doing that was probably driven by Chinese use. Okay. Because in China, QR codes are everywhere. Mm. To buy anything, basically, you scan a QR code. Mm. With your phone, anyway. Right. So they, they, very mu- they very much use QR over NFC. Yeah, and QR codes are are used uh, a fair amount in my school, you know. Um, and so, of course, As they should be. And, and so, of course, like in the uh, self service app, which is where all the students have to go to, like actually install apps on their iPads. They um, scan a QR they, code. They have no. There, there is oh. a QR code scanner in 
Oh, in it. In self-service, cool. yeah, that everybody installs. Okay, so. well, we'll find out. Maybe we can have a, a, an augmented reality QR code. Mm. You scan the virtual code. <laughs> so speaking of augmented reality, they uh, brought up AR Core again. Um, right. So this is uh, this is where they were talking about how um, you know you can play with virtual items and in, in like overlaid on the real world. Um, I think they they brought up a few like kind of brands like Lego. Uh, specifically, they said all the fun, but uh, no Lego pieces to step on. Um, and then they also had something called AR stickers, which is, uh, going to be exclusive to Pixel phones. Um, which is like kind of you, you, uh, you plop this like character down into whatever you're pointing the camera at, and then it will like act and like kind of interact with the objects around it a little bit, and then you can like take pictures, uh, while it's doing that. So. Not impressed. It's yeah. I, that's not a thing that I can imagine using very often. It's just like those weird Snapchat ears, or and like those, Mitomo. I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> um. So the um the camera the camera score, the camera score. Yeah. So this is one of the things that I didn't read about before I bought it, but I did after to make mm-hmm. it more justifiable. So okay, so let's bring us back to last year. Google made a huge deal out of the fact that they... This one random website yeah. gave them a high score. Well, so, I mean, apparently that the DxO mark is, like, a reputable, well-known... Except uh, if you read the Android Reddit, uh-huh. they hate these people. Oh, really? Why oh, do they hate them? Because they gave some iPhone a good score or something. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah, don't listen to the Android Reddit people. <laughs> um, so, so I was really curious to know, like, what's Google going to do if DxO Mark doesn't give them a great score Can this year? Thing. You know, like, are they going to just not mention it the way that they didn't mention the uh, headphone yeah. jack? And the, you know, um, but no. Uh, luckily for Google, DxO Mark gave them a score of ninety-eight out of a hundred, which is the highest uh, that a cell phone has ever gotten. Once again, so I I don't understand how they do these scores like they have to be based on the most high recent score that's the only way like of course all the phones are going to improve year over year mm-hmm. there's no choice they have to be they have to come up with a better scoring method i don't know they're gonna have to break 100 eventually i don't know like yeah it is is 100 out of 100 like based because because like as they break down the score uh, in the article, you know, they have like very, very specific things about like, you know, we took these pictures in a controlled environment. Sure. It had this much like chromatic aberration. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm making up terms. Yeah, no, that's know. a real thing. But they actually, you know, they know what they're talking about, supposedly. Yeah, but it and, can't, it, you, one, 98 is two away from 100. What do I have right. to, what do I have to do to get 100? I don't know. What can be better? Do you have to like stick a human eyeball onto the phone and there you go? It's like, (laughs) it's impossible. So, uh, that's a really cool score and I'm really pleased. Um, I will have the new phone. Also, it's nice to note that the camera is the same on both phones. Um, and the processors Mm -hmm. are the same on both phones, which means that won't make a difference when taking the picture. The only thing that'll be different visually is the screen that you look at it Mm -hmm. on. So it's possible that on the smaller screen, it might look a little different than on the bigger screen. Yeah. You won't even notice, though. Yeah. And finally, for those of us who buy Pixel 2s and Pixel 2s XLs uh, within, you know, like a reasonably short period of time after they were announced, uh, you get a Google Home Mini for free. Woo! So I'll actually have a second uh, Google Home device in my home now. Yeah. It's definitely going to go in my bedroom. Because I need something to just like cast to that's upstairs. Currently, all of my castable things are downstairs. So, yep. 
Seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. I I didn't know that when I bought it. There was no ad. There was no like secret wording. Mm-hmm. There was no secret code. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, uh, yeah, they're gonna send us like codes to order Redeem. one for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like later I wish on it kind of just came with it, like together. That would be nice. Yeah, but no, I'll probably get um two of those little mini deals. Mm. One in every floor, you know. Okay. Yeah, you're fu- you're a funny guy. Uh, then they finished off with a few more things. hardware things. Yep. So they briefly talked about the Daydream Viewer. They, uh, they've kind of revamped it a little bit. Um, the new version has like better lenses. It blocks out more light. It's got a strap on top to help it like stay on your head better. Seems reasonable. Yep. Um, kind of iterative, uh, uh, improvements. So, so w- did they lower the price at all? I don't think so. I think it's still like 99 bucks. It's just or something a useless, like useless thing for a hundred percent of people. Mm. Do you still want yours? Can I have it? I don't even know where it is. <laughs> That's funny. If I help you find it, can I have it? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know where it is. So we were using it at work for a project. Uh-huh. I don't know where I put it. Well, I found its box. Well, I know where the box is. Yeah. Uh, Google Pixel Buds. Here we go. Here's another item that is like taken directly from Apple's announcements last year. But it's worse. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So this is uh some wireless headphones uh, that have a connection between the two sides. Right. Yeah. It's it's your kind of conventional like Bluetooth earbuds that uh, that connect to each other via a strap that goes around the if back you're of your neck. Copy Google. I mean, if you're going to copy Apple, but then to make it a product that's worse, <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah. So these things, uh, these Pixel Buds, are coming out at one hundred and sixty dollars. Also, isn't it ironic that this is a sound thing, but it's called something to do with a Pixel? Uh, is that ironic? Because I mean, the Pixel went from meaning like the Chromebook Pixel to meaning phones but to the meaning Pixel just had about a everything. At least. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I like, and they don't saying. call the Google Homes Pixel Homes. That's true. That's I don't true. know. I, I just I don't, I don't get it. It's well. So I I understand because like you're supposed to pair it with a Google Pixel phone, right? Okay, so I'm supposed so to, it's a, it's I'm a little buddy. Pair my Pixel book with my Pixel phone. It's a little but yeah, because they got the instant tethering now. Uh. Okay. It's it's a little it, the Pixel Buds are these little buddies for your Pixel phone, no, right? It's, yeah, it's awful. It's great. Um, so when you pair the Pixel Buds with a Pixel phone, you get access to the Google Assistant just by like I think it's long pressing on the right. I earpiece. could just squeeze my phone that's I, in my that's pocket. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, <laughs> and I mean, um, my my wired headphones that cost me ten dollars, mm-hmm. right? Definitely forward, you know, the microphone goes down to my phone yeah and i can just say the hot word and get the google assistant listening to me no problem uh so it's 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 uh trying to solve a problem that nobody had right yeah um now one thing that it does do that's pretty cool is real-time google translations it uh, is pretty cool yeah so they had an, a demo on stage of i was totally expecting them to do like english to spanish right because that's like you know your 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 kind of default language yeah. translation here in the u.s what was it? it was english to swedish and i was so ecstatic watching this english swedish. to swedish uh conversation going on well yeah because one of the like the the uh, product head for i think their their home products uh who had been on stage earlier she's swedish so she came okay. back on fair with, enough yeah um so that was like that just made me giddy watching it because i kind of could follow what she was saying <laughs> <laughs> not, not a whole lot but a little bit um, and of course they come with like a, a case that you put the, uh, wireless earbuds in that like can hold up to four battery charges for the earbuds. So you That's get like a good. full 24 hours of, of yeah, battery life. I'll uh, last you a week probably. How 
much do the AirPods cost? One fifty nine. One fifty nine. Okay, so so these are right on par with the earbuds, but they're worse. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. How do you feel about like kind of the look of them with like the braided cable and the like kind of the, so the colors the, that kind of match up perfectly with the uh, with the Google Pixel? Doesn't colors. matter. Doesn't even matter. I don't see them. They're on my head. Yeah, but other people are going to see them on. No, here. they won't. I have a lot of hair. That's oh, that's very true, Ryan. Oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, I walk around all the time with my um, bone conduction headphones. Mm-hmm. Nobody can tell that I'm wearing them. Like right. they'll come up to me and I'm like, I can't hear you. Hold on, because I have to figure out how to stop them from talking. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Um, another thing. The last thing. Yep, that they talked about, and he actually uh, he almost said one more thing. Oh, that would have been so funny. Stage. Well, that he was definitely referencing that trope, but like not quite saying do it. it because other like people laughed in the crowd, and he just kind of grinned at them, you know. Um, but yeah, so the last thing that they announced was Google Clips, which is this kind of little camera device. It's about the size of a GoPro, but definitely not like the high performance, like strap it to your helmet and, you know, like take it out on the like dirt road with you. Um, so how does it differ from that Nest product that everybody knows about called Dropcam? I had Dropcam. What's Dropcam? I don't remember Dropcam. <laughs> What? That's the joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, how similar is it? Because I don't remember drop cams. It's so literally me. a camera that you can put wherever you want, and it watches stuff for you. Okay. Well, okay, but this one, this one, I mean, what, what, what triggers drop cam to start taking pictures or whatever? No, no, I think it's a streaming stuff. Okay. So, so Google Clips, uh, its intention is for you to like put it down somewhere that's like facing where like, you know, your group, your, your kids and your parents and your pets and whatever are going to be like doing stuff. Um, so that it can figure out like when is a good shot. You and know, it just takes it. And it takes it. Yep. And Does it, it and store it, it, it locally? Yes. I think, and I think it kind of like presents them to you on your phone, probably via Google Photos. And then you decide like which, which one, one of these are keepers. Okay. That's um, sort of nice. Yeah. Um, and it, of course, it doesn't just take photos, it also takes videos. So. Okay. So it probably costs 150 bucks, just like the headphones. You know, actually, I don't think that they talked about pricing. What, uh, what was the pricing? Um,. <laughs> What is it? It is $249. Oh my gosh, that's for a little camera oof. that does nothing. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny about this actually? I fig- I found out about this product before they announced it on stage because like I don't remember why, but I was looking around on the Google store while watching the live stream and I was like, "Wait, what's this Google Clips thing?" So, I think it's a it's a it's an adorable little thing. So, it has 16 gigs of storage, mm-hmm. but it only has 15 frames per second cameraing video wow that's really weird it's really not good um it has gorilla glass 3 because all cameras need to be durable it has a shutter button so that you can be in front of it when you take a picture and it has wi-fi um why does this exist who like who had of 20 percent time oh, but to make ryan this? but ryan but ryan it charges via usb type c that makes it all better um i heard that one of the um either the mini home or the big home does not use type c Ooh. I don't know which one, but one of them. Hmm. Um, so uh, there's another thing I, here on your list. Ooh, actually, you know what? I can't decide which one it's more likely to be. Hmm. I, mean, I would assume it's the big one because it needs more power. Right, but since you can power like a full-size MacBook Pro off of USB Type-C, why couldn't you power a freaking speaker, you know? Zzz. I don't know. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, what were you asking? There's another thing here on the list. Do you, yes. Are you going to so, talk about so it? So this is, uh, they didn't announce this during today's event uh, or yesterday's event, but I think it's important to talk about because it's, it's you know, recent news and it's very uh, important for, for Google. Um, so the Moto X4 is not a Google phone. It's by Motorola, uh, which, is, which is not a Google company anymore. Yep, it's owned, owned by Lenovo. Ew. Um. They announced earlier, or last month, uh, that the Moto X4 is going to be coming to Project Fi. They did not just announce it last month. People have known about this for about six months. Okay, sure. Okay, just being clear. But yeah, okay, heavily leaked, but, uh, but they finally, like, you know, announced it last month. Um, which is really, really important because, like, as a $400 phone. It's an entry level phone now. It's, it's the, yeah, the, they now have the mid tier price range covered again on Project Fi. Which was my big concern. Formerly mid-tier. Because I saw that, like, oh, no, the Nexus 5X and the Nexus 6P are, you know, rolled out, right? And if, like, they're only coming out with the Pixel 2 this year, so they're only going to have flagship-priced phones on their network. That's not a way to run a network. So, to be fair, uh, the Pixel 1 is still available for purchase. But... Only the Pixel 1 XL is available, and it costs slightly more than the Pixel 2 regular size. Which is fine, because it's still bigger and better, and you should get that no, one No, 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 um, no. Regular so, size. So at least there's sort of a fake umbrella. Kind of, yeah. Also, it's clear why they did that, because HTC doesn't have the manufacturing capacity for more than one phone now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, and all of HTC's uh, phone people work for Google now. Yeah, so. That's incidental. That just yeah. happened. Um. And and to kind of encourage people who are on the 5X and the 6P to, uh, you know, switch over, um, they have this trade-in program that actually ends today. So if you're listening to this uh, any time after, like, literally the moment that we published this episode, um, it's too late for you. Um, but they, they were giving uh, $50 of Project Fi credit in addition to the rest of the credit that you get for, for trading in a Nexus 5X or a 6P. Um, which is uh, honestly, like, a really freaking good deal for, like, the people who entered Project Fi via the two hundred dollar five X deal uh, that that came around like four months after that phone yeah, came out. That was a good deal. Yeah, that was a really good deal. So for those people, they could buy the phone for two hundred dollars like t- a year and a half ago or whatever, and that, and then give it back to Google for one hundred and sixty five dollars. Yeah, seems, yeah, seems like a good plan. Yeah. So, and, and of course, that assumes that um, your Nexus 5X is still working, which is not necessarily an assumption you can make since, you know, it's, uh, has, that, that has that fatal flaw. Yep. So, uh, anybody who still has a Nexus 5X, I encourage you to find some way of getting rid of it and getting some money for it so that you can get a different phone because, like... Or you could just wait for it to, like, die. But, you know, when it dies, don't replace it with another 5X. Just get it something else. Definitely. So this is what I always ask uh, at the end of every event show. Mm-hmm. How was this one? So the event itself uh, was not super inspiring. Was um, it better than a blog post? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely was more engaged. Although, I mean, in terms of like the time of my life that I spent watching this thing versus the amount of information that I got out of it, a blog post probably would have been better. Yeah. Kind of what I feel about all events now, actually. <laughs> but that's just because I'm busy. Right. Yeah. Um. I thought it was okay. I I'm mostly pleased with the products that came with it. Mm-hmm. Um, like the phones could have been a little bit better for their price. Yeah, um, yeah. I like that we got the two homes. Um, 
would have been nice to see a little bit of a Chromecast refresh kind of thing. Mm, mm-hmm. um, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, though, I mean, I I don't think that the Chromecast 2 necessarily needs a refresh, you know. But I they could just consolidate the line. Like, they could just, they don't need an ulcer, they don't need a 2, they could just have a 3 and it does all the stuff. And it could just not suck all the time. I, I, wait, does your Chromecast suck? All of them. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. we're going to have to talk about that on a future second opinion where we review yeah. the Chromecast. Anytime. Excellent. Um, so I think it's, uh, good overall. Um, in, in about a month, you say, we'll, uh, do a kind of a thing, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So the, that'll be like November ish. Where's my, early where's November. My calendar? Yeah. So let's see. I think the 28th is going to be, uh, a different, uh, probably Android 8, and then two weeks after that is going to be, we'll we'll review the so pixels. early November, mid-November, yep. mm-hmm. something around then, um, because I'll have my phone and you'll have your phone, um, and we'll all be very excited. Yeah. Yep. And actually, what we're going to start doing is actually reviewing the phones that I buy. Right. Yes. <laughs> I'm not letting you get away with, like... For, like, two years there, I didn't do that. <laughs> there was even the, ne- the, the OnePlus 3, you recorded an entire review of the phone yeah. and then never published it yeah because it wasn't any good i was so mad at no, you the Ryan. phone was good the the episode wasn't good yeah i yeah. know um so so we'll be able to do that and um you know this year was not a good year for phones like there just weren't that many good ones which is a shame because this is the year that i needed to buy a phone because my phone crapped out on me well no there were good phones that you couldn't buy because they stopped being in mid-range they became entry <laughs> phones yeah yeah that's such an interesting concept we're gonna have to explore that again mm. The, the not just the price creep uh, on an individual level, but like industry wide price yes, creep. Yeah, yes, yeah. Very strange. It's almost like the the price of phones have inflated, which with is inflation. like which is like the the exact opposite of what happened like a year and a half ago, two years ago, where it was like all of a sudden uh, the three hundred to four hundred dollar price range was like just insane with with you know one plus coming into the scene and motorola was making great like 200 to 400 dollar they all did phones. it as a price grab land like market share land mm-hmm. share and then they abandoned it for some reason yeah i don't know mm-hmm. we'll see i'm just i'm really really hoping that like having the pixel phone Com- well, combined with the fact that like Android 8 hopefully like abstracts away Android updates from mm-hmm. like driver updates uh, will mean that I will be able to keep this phone. It's not going to die on me physically. It's going to continue to get Android updates and I'll be able to have this thing for like at least three years. That's <laughs> that's my that's my hope here. That's your dream and, and I, your dreams will be shattered. I will come back to like you. the company that made your phone. Yeah, I'll, I'll come back to you in two years because so far I haven't managed to get more than You're two years in between back here in a phones. year and be crying and weeping. Oh, no. I always your, make it past a year. About your mid-range phone. <laughs> uh, watch me, Ryan. Yep, watch okay. me. I'll listen to you at least. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thanks for listening to us uh, ramble on about our wonderful Google News, everybody. Ryan, where can people find you on the internet? Well, you can find me just about everywhere, but especially on the Twitter at Ryan Amar, and of course on my website, ryanrampersad.com. Excellent. I am Ian R. Buck. You can find me on Twitter as Ian R. Buck and uh, on ianrbuck.com if you want to see other things that I have made. We, collectively, are The Nexus, and you can find us on Twitter as The Nexus TV, and if you have any like feedback for us about this episode, um, go to thenexustv at gmail.com to send us a message. Have a good one. 